From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A hearty how-do to everyone listening via one of our affiliate stations along the line and the podcast at TalkZone.com. Those of you who take the show with you on the app, the Conspiracy Show app, which allows you to do so many things. You can participate in polls, um, a remote viewing experiment. It just it goes on and on and on. Sharon Forster did a, a superb job on our app. Uh, those of you who catch the uh, the live stream on YouTube, please take a moment and hit the subscribe button. We've uh, we've set a very modest goal of 10,000 subs sometime in 2017, and uh, I believe as of tonight we are officially halfway there. So, those of you who are participating in the live chat as well on YouTube, you're so faithful, so supportive. Welcome to all of you. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Dr. Stephen Greer. Uh, no secret, he is one of the driving forces in the uh, official uh, UFO ET disclosure movement. And um, he's going to be in Toronto June 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Alien Cosmic Expo. We'll give you more details on that. But he's here to talk about a new documentary. Uh, just released, and it's called Unacknowledged. So we're looking forward to that. And, of course, a, a visit from our good friend, uh, Victor Vigiani from Zeland News Network. Uh, he'll be along with us uh, to talk with Dr. Greer as, as well. As you know, uh, Victor is a huge Donald Trump fan, <laughs> and he will be here uh, once again, as he did last week, extolling the virtues of the uh, the Trump administration. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we still, he, he, he's, he's been very vociferous in his opposition to Donald Trump, but you see, I still allow him on the program. And we don't shout him down and we don't denigrate. That's the difference between the Trump people and the, just kidding. <laughs> he's, man, he's glaring on. <laughs> just kidding. All right, we are going to do uh, open lines uh, now for the uh, the next, uh, well, 30 minutes or so till the bottom of the hour. Again, this is your opportunity to talk about just about anything. Keeping in mind, this is called The Conspiracy Show. We don't exchange veal recipes here on the program. Uh, let's see. Why don't we just dive right into the uh, program? Let me get my screener uh, up here. And uh, we're going to speak with David in Toronto. David, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Very well, Richard. My pleasure to speak with you. I think you're the most knowledgeable and, more importantly, wise radio host I've ever heard in my life. It's all done with mirrors, but thank you for that. <laughs> I um, um, took a hunting course. I don't actually hunt, but I took a course, and there was a deer run down on Kingston Road right in front of the thing halfway through the second day, which we cleaned and and prepared for the freezer. To, and so there's a lot of deer in Toronto in the ravine. Yes. And um, I've always been afraid to go out in any ravine around the city without long pants on, and, and, and your guest, said it's the important thing to put your socks up over the pants because mm. these bugs can't get through the cloth. Right. So, I mean, why wouldn't we all wear long pants when walking in, in the woods around southern Ontario? Yeah, and, it's so uh, avoidable. It is so avoidable. But sometimes, you know, uh, we make excuses. It's too hot. It's too humid. Or we, we didn't plan out in advance that we were going to go for a, a jaunt in the woods and we're in our shorts and then all of a sudden there we are and... Oops. Yeah, oops is right. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Why not have a pair of long pants? But the socks up out over the outside can totally stop this. 
and uh, we can always go with no shirt because they can't they don't fly they they crawl out of the grass excellent point excellent point that's pretty well that for, oh and you owe me a beer from Judy Wood too I'm I'm that guy Remember when you went? That's to the right. Car how are we, the, the, that's right. How are we going to do that now? <laughs> the next time you're somewhere. By the way, that um, um, Alien Expo is that in Toronto? Yes, it is. It's at the, the it's at the the airport Crown Plaza, which is a beautiful hotel right uh, close to the airport, nice and convenient. And it's June 23rd, 24th, 25th. And how do you uh, just, get the tickets? Well, there? just go to aliencosmicexpo.com and you can get them, uh, order them right there. Wow. Maybe I'll see you there. Maybe. If not, just keep reminding me that you, I owe you a beer. Will do. We'll just maybe we'll have to connect right here in Liberty Village. Yes. David, thank you. Thank you, Richard. All right. Uh, Kevin is in Etobicoke. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show. Oh, hi, Richard. Thanks hi for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, I was wondering if you've heard the case of uh, there's this American talk radio host who has been found to... Uh, he was under very high-tech surveillance for about two years. Oh, that guy in Buffalo. Yes. Is you, it okay to say his name? Um, did he talk about it publicly? Yes. Okay, then you can. Yes, and it's on the Internet. All right, uh, go ahead. His name is Tom Bowerly. You sent me an email on that. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. And it, it turns out he uh, like, he started talking about how he thought he was under surveillance and... Uh, his sanity was questioned, and he was even taken into police custody for a forced psychiatric examination. Seriously? Someone f- yes. uh, Form yes. 2 to him, as they used to say. I don't know what they call it in the U.S., but up here it's a Form 2 to yeah, force well, you. Wow. Uh, and uh, if you Google his name and just like the word surveillance, you can get there's a, uh, a lot of information there that's available. He signed a non-disclosure agreement. And uh, it's it's a really interesting story. It went on for about two years. As I say, his sanity was questioned. And what, um, excuse me, uh, Kevin, what yes. what sort of things did he claim in terms of the types of was it organized gang stalking? Did he did he believe that he that he was uh, being targeted with some sort of directed energy weapon, voice to skull technology? What did he What did he talk about? Um, uh, I have to admit, I don't remember a lot of the details, Richard, but. Uh, he just, he found that there were a lot of vehicles passing his house, uh, uh, regularly, uh, at the same time, and, uh, just unusual activities, and, um, oh, as I say, it's hard to remember the details now, but as I say, they're available online. Right. And, and do you uh, remember listening to him when he was broadcasting on the air about this, or were you getting it secondhand on the internet, or how did you oh, find out? Talked about it on the air a lot. He did, and you listened to him. Yes, and he sounded and he sounded uh, rational and cogent and very much so. Hmm. And uh, but the people uh, he was able to just through dumb luck, he found out uh, who was behind all of this. And before he blew the whistle on them, they came forward, and there was a legal settlement and a non-disclosure agreement. Aha. Uh-huh. And he has been financially compensated. Interesting. Interesting. But the thing is that the technology that was used to surveil him was so incredibly high tech. Uh, he has, for the good of uh, American security, agreed not to discuss it publicly. Fascinating. Uh, is this gentleman? The, is he still around? Do you know? Yes. 
we sh- Albert, we should uh, we should try and get this gentleman on the program because I mean, we talk a lot about uh, targeted individuals, electronic harassment, or torture. Well, is really what it should be. High tech as it comes. Well, uh, so we'll find out maybe if he's around and if he's willing to talk about it. He can't talk about the technology because he signed a uh, uh, an NDA, but right. but perhaps he can talk about the other circumstances surrounding the case. Amazing. I'm sure he could, and I'd, I'd expect he'd be quite willing to. Listen, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that there are cases like this that are legitimate, and, and there are unfortunately there are a lot of uh, people out there who have. Uh, underlying uh, mental health issues, which doesn't preclude them from also being targeted. Sometimes the people that, you, that get targeted have an underlying mental health issue or they have a drug dependency. I'm not saying that in this case. I want to be clear. But my understanding is that those people are targeted because they already have a credibility issue because of their mental health issue, because of their drug yeah. dependency. Uh, but but there are a lot, there's a whole host of people, obviously legions, that 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 are not being targeted and it is basically, unfortunately, their mental health issue that's that's coming to the fore in these instances. You know, there is a, a paranoia there. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't mean, even if it's 99% of these cases are not legitimate TIs, there's that 1%, or maybe it's 10% or 20%. Yeah. Well, as I say, he was taken into custody for a forced uh, evaluation, and when he showed uh, the psychiatrist the evidence he had... The psychiatrist ordered his immediate discharge. Interesting. We definitely and have to said, get this like, guy. Why was this guy even brought in? If you look at his evidence, there's no question that he is a victim of surveillance. Yeah, uh, you know, if I do one thing on this program, uh, I'm, uh, in my humble way, I hope that I can I can bring help bring some additional credibility to this issue because there are cases out there. It's happening. People are being targeted. I know a lot of the technology sounds like it's all, you know, woo-woo kind of stuff. Uh, but we know, for example, voice-to-skull technology, putting a voice in someone's skull where no one, else, no one else can hear it in the room, that technology has existed for over 40 years. Yes, and in this case, it uh, had a lot to do with uh, cloaking and invisibility. Whoa. All right. I'm uh, even more intrigued. Uh, Kevin, I do have that email, so I will... Uh I'll put my uh, intrepid story producer, Albert, on that, and we'll see if we can get him on the air. Thank you so much. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Richard. Open Lines continues. Get on board, 416-360-0740. That's for the greater Toronto area. And we are great. What a great city. And uh, toll-free from just about anywhere, 866-744-740. Coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour, our good friend, Victor Vigiani from Zealand Communications and... Dr. Stephen Greer and his new documentary, Unacknowledged. Stay with us. Curiosity, or did the devil make you do it? Whatever the reason, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, back to our open line segment till the uh, bottom of the hour. And uh, Michael is checking in from Newmarket, Ontario. Michael, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Yes, hello, Richard. I haven't talked to you for a while. It so. has been a long time. It I used to be uh, Mike. It used to be Michael from... To Newmarket from Toronto. It used, used to be Mike from Riverdale. Was oh, or the beach? No, Michael from the beaches. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. From the beaches and now in Newmarket. All right, good to hear you. So, uh... What I called about, I'm reading a book now. 
It's uh, I got it from the CNIB, so it's on disc and all that. It's called The Gospel According to the Beatles. Mm. It's by uh, Steve Turner. It was uh, published in uh, 2006. And what and what it's uh, it's by John, uh, John No, it's just a minute now. Westminster John Knox Press. All right. In, in Louisville, and what? And I haven't even read the whole book. I'm not even a third through it. But what it seems to be about is, you know, different chapters like, uh, oh, a big chapter on, you know, uh, how Christianity was on the decline, and John Lennon claiming that uh, the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. Another chapter about. Uh, their early church upbringing, uh, John Lennon's the most church, but he doesn't have, he thinks not much of, uh, the, the Anglican church and, uh, all being influenced by Elvis Presley. And I can't tell you much more except that, uh, he was supposed to have donated some substantial amount of money to maybe or Roberts or something like that but that's all I can tell you about the book so far all right sounds interesting I mean I'm I'm a game to, to read just about anything on um, the four lads uh, of course you, know, you, you probably heard me mention uh, last week that we lost our Gary Patterson a rock and roll investigator a good friend of mine I just got back from the, the funeral down in Tennessee and uh he he wrote uh, sort of the definitive book that debunked the whole Paul is dead legend that sprung up in the 1960s. It was called The Walrus Was Paul, and that set our Gary Patterson on a on a course that basically set him up as one of the go-to guys on on the Beatles. And uh, I just realized this the other day. Gary passed away on Friday, May 26th. One oh, the, really? And one of the last one of the last conversations we had on the phone, we t- we were talking about Sgt. Pepper. That album, because it, it contained all of these clues, supposedly, that Paul McCartney died in a car crash in 1966. So we were talking about Sgt. Pepper, and he was an authority on it. And uh, when do you think Sgt. Pepper's was released? May 26, 1967. So 50 years to the day, our Gary oh. Patterson checked out. He had a great sense of uh, humor and a wonderful sense of timing. Oh, I remember that... Uh you, you were talking about with somebody one time, uh, in a foot, uh, it was a football game, uh, or a drug trip, one or the other, uh, block <laughs> that kick. Yeah, oh, oh yes, John Lennon. Uh, okay, so December 8th, 1980, most of us, a lot of us heard about Lennon being shot by, from Howard Cosell, because Monday Night Football was on that night, huge viewers obviously, and, um, they're in the Orange Bowl. They're playing, uh, Miami Dolphins are playing the New England Patriots. Okay, so the first track of uh, the White Album is um, back in the USSR. Of course, the opening line is, flew into Miami Beach. Then if you go to the, the last track on the White Album, it is, it's kind of a sound collage, and it's um, uh, Revolution Number no. 9 is the name of it. Again, just a sound collage, and what they, uh, what you hear at the uh, the very end of that collage is they obviously recorded it at a soccer match or what they call over there a football match in England and you hear uh, people screaming the the whole uh, stadium erupts and block that kick block that kick well as Cosell on Monday Night Football is announcing 
remember this? You know, uh, just just in from New York, a horrible tragedy. John Lennon, perhaps the most famous of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Memorial Hospital, dead on arrival. And uh, as he's announcing that, New England had just scored a touchdown. They're going for the one-point conversion, and the Orange Bowl erupts in block that kick, block that kick. That's the uh, that comes uh, um, incidentally from Dan Alice, uh, who wrote a book called um, uh, I can't remember. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful book about John Lennon. He's down in Windsor, and I've had him on the program uh, many many years ago. But it's uh, it's an it's an amazing piece of synchronicity. Well, this writer here. Uh, I don't know if there's any of that uh, interesting stuff, but there's a concise history of the Beatles. He's written uh, books about Johnny Cash. I can't tell you if this guy's a Christian or not. It sounds like it. All right. John Knox Press. Okay, I'll check it out, Michael, in Newmarket. Thank you for that. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, good to hear from you. All right. William is in Toronto. William, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Hello, Richard. Hi there. You hear me okay? I can, loud and clear. Oh, good. Okay, I'd like to bring this to your attention, uh, this article I found. It's called Unregulated Field of Private Police Need Greater Oversight Report Warns. It was done by Catherine Harris, uh, CBC uh, Senior Parliamentary. Uh, oh, let me just give, give some context order. here. William, you called in last week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were the gentleman who uh, was sentenced to 60 days in jail because you emailed Bible passages to a police officer? Right, just like Kent Hovind was uh, 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 sentenced uh, to jail for uh, sending Bible scriptures to the IRS in his uh, situation. Okay, all right. Uh, so, if you're going to talk about the case, please no names, all right? No names. Okay. Okay. Well, it's all over the Internet. You can get the full court uh, thing uh, there. That's why I said so. Okay. Anyways, uh, very quickly, uh, I'll go along with this. Uh, this, uh, i just read briefly one, one little paragraph here. Uh, there is a little, there is little or no governance of oversight of private security firms in Canada. Uh, no mechanisms uh, that require standardized reporting by private security firms, and only minimal standards in places uh, for licensing, training, and discipline of various positions. Okay, we get that. No oversight. Security. Why? Why do you bring this up, William? Because this, this. Uh, uh, goes along with uh, uh, what you said about underlying mental illness for for organized uh, surveillance, targeting a uh, organized gang stalking of, of targeted people. Right. There is no mental uh, underlying illness. Uh, uh, they, they pick on people that uh, live by themselves, uh, mostly women, uh, sometimes men, and people that cannot afford to. Uh, uh, pay for uh, represent, legal representation. That's that's quite that's themselves. quite possibly true. But I will stand by that statement that because I you know I've um, I've looked into this. I've talked to you know top people in the field, and I uh, they assure me that not necessarily the number one target, but it is a convenient target. It is a can I use the term a soft target? Uh, maybe that's not the right term. An easy target. Let's go with that. Uh, to, to pick someone who has already some underlying mental health issue or a drug dependency because there's already, through no fault of their own in the case of the mental health issue, there's already an underlying sort of credibility issue there. And so they will not be believed. Uh, all right. Oh, we lost them. Okay. 
Um, uh, Paul is in uh, Oshawa. Hello, Paul, with another UFO sighting. Welcome. Hi, Hi Richard. Great show. Thank you. Uh, we're staying up. Uh, yes, I have uh, two sightings to relay to you that happened yesterday. Two more t- yesterday. Yeah. All right. Uh, I went outside 10.30 a.m. with the tea and smoke, admiring our nice uh, near clear sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at about 11 or 11.01, uh, noticed uh, probably a quarter mile directly west of me uh, over Whitby heading towards Oshawa, uh, a dark, a very high, slow, dark flashing object. Uh, for about three minutes until it reached directly over me and I'm filming it and it disappeared and I didn't see it anymore. So I have pictures of that and then... Can you send those to me? I have. And... Uh, you just sent them to me now? Uh, they were sent about half an hour ago. Okay, hang on. Let me just open up my email. You should have about uh, three batches there. I do. I see them. Okay, two separate UFO sighting pictures, part three, part two, part one. All right, let me uh, have a look at these. Okay, well these are uh, these are highly pixelated uh, yes, because you've zoomed are. in. Uh, you would have to go to the originals to find the uh, enhancements. Uh, the the first one was very high. Uh, that's why the quality of the uh, uh, pictures are zoom zoom zoom. Speaking of zoomer, well that's a problem. I mean, it, it, I'm not I'm not trying to disparage uh, your account or anything, but because they're so pixelated, what I'm looking at could virtually be anything. It could be a street lamp. It could be... Do you have any... Do you have video? Well, no, it wouldn't be a street no, lamp. No, I'm not, I'm not suggesting so. I'm saying, but based on the pictures, there's not really a whole lot to go here. Uh, yeah, I mean, Victor Vigiani is here in studio. I don't want to put you on the spot, Victor, but... Oh, no, no worries. Uh, I'll, if you, you see anything the original, there, Victor? The original, uh, not pixelated enhancements, yeah. you, you will find it. Okay. Yeah, I okay, think you, so I think you get better clarity uh, more than the pixelations that you're looking at the enhanced. Yeah, well, you get what I'm saying. These are of no use. Yes, yes. Well, that, that's the whole I, point. The the idea of, of having a, a UFO sighting like this, um, and the, the the pixelation that's there, it could in fact be anything. But the, one of the other points that I always make is that people don't generally go out with the intention, as Paul is doing, of of capturing a UFO, they're right. usually very spontaneous. Exactly. And when they're that spontaneous, this is what results. Very few of the UFO sightings that I've seen um, in, in, in pictures are, are credible. I would say 2% of what I see, maybe right. 3% are, it, are, are close to being credible. Exactly. And again, Paul, I'm not, we're, not, we're, not tr- we're not trying to undermine your account. We're just saying that the evidence that you've given us isn't useful, these pixelated photos. But you say you have originals that are not pixelated. Uh, as you said, it was a very high one. Right. Uh, but I, I did capture it, and as I say, if you go to the originals, you'll see them. The second one uh, later occurred uh, in the day at 1236. This one was much, much higher, much farther away uh, in the sky to the west, as I was looking uh, maybe 5, 10 degrees south, and it was a, a bright white light. It wasn't flashing. Uh, it... it it did have distortion the way its intensity was. All right. Any other witnesses, Paul? Yes. Uh, two witnesses, uh, uh, my son's friend and my son. I pointed it out to them. My son's friend was uh, uh, quite freaked out about it. And, uh, of course, the sighting itself lasted uh, till about 1.24, so just probably about just about 50 minutes or so. Uh, it was sitting 50, up five zero or fifty moving towards the north. Fifty minutes, as in five zero, or fifteen, as in one five. Five zero, Richard. Fifty minutes. All right. 
And uh, all right, listen. If you've got better photos, please send those. We'll send the originals, and uh, and then I, you know, we can make a bit of a, a better you determination. Should, you, should have, you should have all the originals there okay. when you look through them. All right, I shall do that. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. All right, Paul. Well, checking in, in from... the area, I can confirm that. All right, excellent. Good to hear from you, Paul. Thank you. Call again. Uh, let's try it really quickly. To uh, well, I think we have a few minutes here. Bruce is in West Hill. West Hill, that's way out to Scarborough Way, correct, Bruce? It is, sir, yep. All right. Um, that's near you, the Rouge Bruce. Valley. Thank you, Bruce. Good to hear you. Been talking, listening to you for years. I appreciate it. Anyhow, Richard, I hear you always talking about, um, oh, I can't, the names won't even come to me now. I'm gone radio shy. That's all right. What's uh, the topic? All and maybe, the other shows you're on. You know what I do? Uh, uh, you hear me talking, oh, on Coast to Coast? Coast to Coast, for okay. instance, yes. All right. Now, how do I find coast to coast and when you're on and all that? I don't have a TV guide or a radio guide. And do you have, well, do you have a do you have a computer? Yes. Okay. I am disabled and I don't I can't operate really good, but I can do a bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, the best thing is if you go to coast to coast am dot com. Am dot com. Okay. Coast to coast am dot com, and okay. they have an affiliates page. So depending where you are. Uh, you know, that all the, the affiliates broken down by province, by state, and there's over 600 affiliates across North America. So you just pick one. All right? And, um. And just go to that on my radio. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just, I hear you talking about all these shows that, uh, you're, there's, there's another one too, Coast to Coast and something else. Uh, no, those are the two that I do. This, this, this program and, uh, and Coast to Coast. And what time is Coast to Coast on usually during the day? Uh, the uh, the wee hours, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern. 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern. Oh, really? Yeah. My wife gives me problems with stand up every Sunday night. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> June 10th and 11th, my friend. June 10th and 11th. Okay, I'll be on. Okay. Listen, nice talking to you. Love Good. your show. Thank you, Bruce. Take care of yourself. Be well, my friend. All right. Um, Last call to the phones. We just have a few minutes. If we can squeeze in one more, we'll do so. 416-360-0740. That's the greater Toronto area. And if we don't get to you, then just keep this uh, under your hat for next time. 416-360-0740 and toll free from out of town. 866-740-4740. I'll tell you what we'll do um, because we've got just a minute here. Let me bring in uh, Victor Vigiani, who will join us at the uh, after the bottom of the hour here. And just in advance, why don't you give us some details on the uh, Alien Cosmic Expo that's coming mm-hmm. to uh, Toronto June 23rd, 24th, 25th, because I know that you're heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it's, uh, it's June 23rd, 24th, 25th at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Uh, we have about 16 speakers. That's out by the airport, by the way. That's right, here in Toronto. And, um, yeah, we're going to be having uh, just some highlighting of the UFO issue with uh, Stanton Friedman and, and Grant Cameron, of course. you got some heavy hitters. We this. do, yes. Uh, Carol Hasseltine from... Uh, uh, from the UK, a police officer. Yeah, no, uh, Gary extremely, Well. Extremely uh, um, articulate individual with some excellent uh, documentation regarding police sightings of UFOs and the way they're covered up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the big draw will be Paul Hellyer once again this year talking about uh, the whole ET issue and the Trump administration, by the way. <laughs> uh, Which you love. Oh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> and then again, too, uh, with uh, our next uh, guest coming up, Stephen Greer. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer will be there uh, giving a lecture just after Mr. Hellyer. And that evening on the Saturday, the 24th, he will be presenting the Canadian premiere of An Acknowledged that we'll be talking about soon. And when he comes on, yes, we will indeed delve into that. Now, uh, so for tickets, they can go to 
people can go to aliencosmicexpo.com. Can they buy tickets for one day or like packages so you can buy all three or one day or just for the Stephen Greer event? That's right. They can. There's a whole array of selections on that website. One day packages, uh, weekend packages, etc. And again, that's at the um, the Toronto, the Crown Plaza, out near the airport, though, because I think there's also one downtown. It's mm-hmm. not the one downtown. It's out by the airport, June 23rd, 24th, 25th. All right, when we come back, Dr. Stephen Greer and Victor Vigiani, Undisclosed. Stay with us. If you're sure your phone isn't tapped, call now. 416-360-0740. Or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back. This was a big deal uh, recently on uh, 60 Minutes. Space Industry CEO Robert Bigelow was quoted as saying, again, this is 60 Minutes. This is as mainstream media as it gets. And uh, this is Robert Bigelow again. We are leaving the era of disclosure and entering the era of identified flying objects confirmation. Again, Robert Bigelow on 60 Minutes. We are leaving the era of disclosure and entering the era of identified flying objects confirmation. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, we will uh, discuss the uh, the state of disclosure over the next uh, half hour. Joining us here in the studio once again, of course, our good friend and the executive director of Zeland Communications, Victor Vigiani. Victor, welcome. Always a pleasure to be here, Richard. Always. And a great pleasure to uh, welcome back to the program. It's been a long time. Uh, he is undoubtedly the uh, one of the driving forces in the official disclosure movement and the producer of a new documentary film, Unacknowledged, which will make its Canadian debut at the Alien Cosmic Expo on June the 24th at the uh, Crown Plaza Hotel here in Toronto, out at the airport. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer is founder of the Disclosure Project, the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, the Orion Project, and Sirius Technology Advanced Research. He's the father of the disclosure movement. He presided over the groundbreaking National Press Club Disclosure Event back in May of 2001, where over 20 military, government, intelligence, and corporate witnesses presented compelling testimony regarding the existence of extraterrestrial life forms visiting the planet. Dr. Stephen Greer, welcome to The Conspiracy Show, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Let me get your reaction to, uh, before we get into uh, Unacknowledged and the Alien Cosmic Expo, your reaction to Robert Bigelow on 60 Minutes and, and that uh, uh, that um, uh, quote. Well, it's interesting, and my answer would be disturbing to you and all your listeners. Um, I, I've known Mr. Bigelow since 1993. He's been involved in a number of uh, cells within the UFO subculture that put out enormous amounts of disinformation that would end up leading to what uh, General Douglas MacArthur said would be World War III, an interplanetary war. So the fact that he appeared on 60 Minutes, just as the uh, documentary uh, film, Unacknowledged, it tr- hit number one, and it's been number one on iTunes for nearly six weeks, uh, is, is curious, to say the least, uh, disconcerting, actually, 
And I, I think it portends what I warned about in the 1990s when I wrote a paper called When Disclosure Serves Secrecy. So when you talk about disclosure, you have to understand that there are a lot of competing agendas. And the big one that's been operative since the 1950s uh, within the, the group that maintains control over this issue has been to put out enough disinformation over a period of time that the counterintelligence community would be able to convince people of a threat from outer space that we should unite the world around, as Ronald Reagan stated at the United Nations, uh, to uh, further consolidate the military-industrial intelligence complex power. So what I'm concerned about is what is happening with the media where the information, for example, that's in an unacknowledged and that's from uh, you know many, many sources uh, confirming this counterintelligence effort that's infiltrated the media and academia, that doesn't appear in, in these sort of shows, but you have people popping up all over the New York Times and uh, CBS 60 Minutes that have been deeply tied to uh, operations on this subject which are much aligned with that messaging and narrative. So I, I think I'm a little less sanguine about it. I'm actually more concerned about it than, than uh, hopeful. Uh, but it's an interesting turn, and it's something that bears watching. So in other words, it sounds, uh, not to put words in your mouth, my summation would be that the, the, the deep state, the people responsible for keeping the lid on the UFO um, ET uh, reality, have taken over the agenda, and so now they've captured the media's uh, imagination and their attention, and they're going to follow the ball, and so now they get to control the message instead of people like you. Yes, but it, you have to understand that the, if you look at the movie Unacknowledged, uh, we have an Air Force intelligence officer as well as a really well-regarded attorney stating point blank that the major media around the world have been infiltrated and controlled by the intelligence community for decades. And on this issue in particular, in fact, uh, the Air Force Office of Special Investigation uh, Counterintelligence Officer stated point blank in the movie that he carried bags of cash to the media, both regional and national, to uh, obtain their cooperation on the UFO uh, narrative and issues. So, and he also admits to the military being involved in staging and hoaxing alien events and alien abduction. So this is this is from uh, someone who spent uh, a better part of a decade specifically being tasked with the UFO issue and, and whose credentials are well known. So you have to begin to ask the question, when you, you have certain elements being, where the door is being opened, and, and here's what's even more curious, and, and this sort of proves the case, we, the point we make in the film, uh, is that the big mainstream media and even the new media with the Internet, since we've just recently proven that some of the social media sites are chopping off the trending of unacknowledged, even though it is number one on iTunes and other platforms, what you find uh, is that there, there is an attempt to uh, control that messaging, modulate it, and then insert people who have a deep history of involvement with different aspects such as uh, abductionism, mutilationism, right. fear-mongering. Dr. Greer, we'll, we're running into a break. Let's pick up on that point on the other side. Okay.
because uh, the music's right. creeping up, and I don't want you to think that I'm trying to truncate that that message either. Uh, Doctor oh, Doctor Stephen Greer is with us, and uh, Victor Vigiani from Zealand News Network. We are talking unacknowledged. Doctor Greer's latest doc. Stay with us. The Conspiracy Show. You want the truth? You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back to The uh, Conspiracy Show. Just a quick programming note. Next week, we'll break with format a little bit, uh, go sort of uh, long, long uh, form radio. And in the uh, first hour, uh, Chris O'Brien will be uh, here to speak, well, speaking of cattle mutilations. But uh, Chris takes a very, uh, a far more skeptical uh, look at this uh, phenomenon. He says there are a few high strange cases, but he doesn't get into sort of, you know, UFOs with tractor beams and that whole uh, stuff, which he considers, quite frankly, to be nonsense. Chris O'Brien on cattle mutilations in the first hour. Second hour, my tribute to my good friend, rock and roll investigator, the Fox Mulder of rock, uh, the late R. Gary Patterson, who passed away uh, on May the 26th. The, uh, the second hour will be uh, a tribute to uh, Gary and uh, a replay of an old program we did on Buddy Holly along with Peggy Sue Guerin who was uh, Buddy's muse. All right, uh, Victor Vigiani is in studio from Zeland News Network. On the line, Dr. Stephen Greer, we were talking about his uh, highly anticipated new documentary, Unacknowledged, which will uh, debut here in Canada June the 24th as part of the Alien Cosmic Expo. And, uh, Victor, do you want to pick up on uh, a little bit of that story, how the um, social media, and you know, is, is um, really sort of, Trying to subvert uh, the message that, that that Stephen's trying to get out and the publicity and and and, and tweets and that. Well, what do you think of that? Well, yeah, there's all kinds of attempts to um, to take the issue of the extraterrestrial presence, take it in in many many different directions, uh, conspiratorial, secrecy, uh, and the I think it points to the fact that this issue is so bizarre, so difficult to comprehend for uh, a large proportion of the population here on the planet that it takes a real um, kind of concerted effort to bring forward what the kernel of the issue really, really is and this unrecognized aspect as to what this issue really is. And the big thing, as far as I'm concerned personally, is that there is no other issue, no other issue that's in existence as far as I'm concerned personally, that has the capacity to alter the direction of human evolution other than the extraterrestrial problem issue, call it what you want. And I think what's happening here is with social media, it's diluting all of that, the kernel of that perception that I personally have because that's what's going to happen with this issue. Once this issue is brought forward in a, in a sane, proper manner and it is represented as to what it really, really is, and no one can say exactly what, in fact, it is, we'll find that out soon. But it will, in fact, redirect the direction of human evolution. So I guess my question to, to Steve would, uh, would be... How do you see that, Steve, um, uh, in terms of unacknowledged? How do you see what you've done, your efforts, your tremendous efforts to educate the public about this element of the extraterrestrial presence? Well, at the title of the film, Unacknowledged, comes from the first word in a category of operations known as Unacknowledged Special Access Projects, um, excuse me, which are the, the most sensitive classified projects uh, in the world that deal with the UFO issue, as well as some other issues. And these projects run pretty much off the radar of the oversight of democracies and what have you. And this is very well documented in the movie. 
the, the movie was really put together for people who aren't living and breathing this stuff on the internet. It's just sort of a, mm-hmm. a, a, a an amalgam of truth and fiction and nonsense, frankly. It was really for people who uh, are reasonably open-minded, a sort of 50-60% of the public that believe that the UFOs are real and the government's hiding something, but they don't know quite what it is, to take them through what the evidence is, but more importantly, how it could be kept secret, and the most importantly, why. That's always, I mean, when I first briefed the director of the CIA for President Bill Clinton, the first question he asked was not, is there any evidence for this? He knew there was. It was, why would this be kept secret from me and from the president, and why would they lie to us? And I told him that it had to do with two large issues. And one is the technological issue, and the, your own Canadian uh, defense ministry, the, the Wilbur Smith document from the early 1950s, states point blank that the modus operandi, the mechanism of action, the energy and propulsion system of the ET craft were being studied by a very high-profile group. And this top-secret document, which I understand was actually accidentally declassified, states point blank that it was the most sensitive project in the U.S. government exceeding the secrecy surrounding the development of the hydrogen bomb in 1951. So what people need to understand is that if this information, you know, aside from the philosophical issue of are we alone and all of that, was brought forward, people would understand that since the uh, early to mid-1950s, we have not needed fossil fuels, coal, centralized utilities, highways, jet engines, rockets, etc., because there has been an alternative energy and propulsion system that has been studied and developed and, and actually fully developed since October of 1954. So I think that what the public has to understand is that this involves the macroeconomic issues, and, and the, the Honorable Paul Hellyer, the, your former Minister of Defense, and I have discussed this at length, and the power issues and the folks who really control what happens in our society, who want to maintain the status quo for as long as possible. That's one issue. The other is, if the issue is disclosed, they want it disclosed in a narrative that would support what uh, President Ronald Reagan said at the United Nations when he said, gee, wouldn't our task of, of uniting the world be easier if we had a common alien threat to unite against and fight, very much like the movie Independence Day. So that narrative informs a great deal of the disinformation that's out there on the subjects that's, that's quite frankly, intended to scare the hell out of people. And it, it's mostly just, frankly, poppycock. I mean, anyone who knows me well will let will know. I'm a, I'm a medical doctor. I'm a trauma uh, physician. And I'm a big skeptic about 90% of the information out there on this issue. And uh, with very good reason, because back in the 90s, I was personally read into these operations where there were human paramilitary unacknowledged special access projects that were engaging in mutilations, that were engaging in abductions, that were putting out this information, that were infiltrating the body of knowledge on this issue. So you really have to drill down on what's going on inside uh, you know, E-Systems and Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and the Skunk Works at, at Lockheed Martin and Northrop at Brumman, my uncle's old company, and in the really, really 
deep national security system and what are the agendas. And that's what we try to, in an hour and 40 minutes, sort of piece together. And I think that it's really uh, hitting a nerve because, you know, with a very, very small uh, marketing budget and distributed by The Orchard, which is a digital film distribution, we almost immediately have hit and, and have stayed uh, number one on uh, iTunes, which is the biggest platform in the world for uh, new digital movies, et cetera, and so on. Let me just uh, let me jump in and remind listeners, Dr. Stephen Greer is with us, and uh, his new documentary, Unacknowledged, uh, will make its Canadian premiere on June the 24th at the Alien Cosmic Expo at the Crown Plaza Hotel at the airport here in Toronto, June 24th. Yeah, and actually, you know, I'm going to do something there that I've, I've never done before, and after the showing of the film, uh, unacknowledged, I'm going to do a question and answer period specifically about the content of the film for the audience. So uh, I've never done that. It, it's going to be a new thing for me to do, and I'm looking forward to doing it in Toronto and, and in Canada where there are a lot of very thoughtful and intelligent people. All right, uh, Victor, I'm going to throw it over to you. We have, time is tight, but let's uh, work That's in right. one more question here. What I, what I see unacknowledged is... Um, is serving to do, Steve, is open a trap door to um, allow the real information or the most authentic information possible to come through so that the general public can actually understand what's going on and dissolve the effect of the composite um, complicity uh, of government and the military-industrial complex on this. If we can erase that, uh, how do you see that happening in terms of how you want to continue to um, you know, put forward unacknowledged as sort of a, a clarity seeker or producing some sort of clarity to eliminate the possibility of government uh, takeover of this issue. Well, I think that's the whole point. I, you know, after after we, you know, made this information and, and recommended that there be an official disclosure within the highest reaches of governments around the world during the 1990s. That's why I founded the, the public disclosure movement in 2001. Is that I concluded it needed to be done by we the people that the folks who are in the center of power would never take this on properly, and if they tried to, they'd be co-opted or worse. And so it it was made very clear to me that that was the dynamic. And this is why I think the ball is squarely in the court of the public. And so the way that that happens, now that we have something called the Internet, people need to let other people know about the content and about this film. There's also uh, a book by the same name, Unacknowledged, that you can get, at least throughout the United States. It's, it's just now making its way in other countries. But it is the number four move of book right now by Ingram, which is the big distributor of supplies, Barnes & Nobles, and, and uh, Amazon, as for nonfiction. And the book has about ten times more information than the movie. So I know it's a little hard to get it in Canada right now, but, but people need to know that the book is, is actually more extensive uh, and goes into further and deeper detail and documentation of, of these points. So the way to do it is to let people know this exists, and that, that's why I left my medical career to, to put together the best and most credible information and get it out there. And there's another part of this. I mean, another part I'll be doing at the conference is, is talking about, and we don't have much time to go into this, but the Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind Initiative where citizen diplomats uh, attempt to make contact with these civilizations bypassing the government. So instead of sitting in your, your home looking at YouTube, go out and do these uh, protocols, which I'll be sharing with people at a workshop on the Sunday of that conference in Toronto. 
I think it's very important for people to understand that this is where we have to come together as an activist community and make, you know, really three major things happen. Disclosure, the bringing out of these technologies that will fix the, the Earth's environmental and poverty problems in one generation easily, and also uh, the building the relationship between human civilization and these extraterrestrial civilizations in a way that averts the pitfalls of the xenophobia and fear-mongering that is the stock and trade of the subject. And I think that, that those three objectives are really what we're, we're about. All right. Again, the documentary is Unacknowledged, Dr. Stephen Greer, and it will make its Canadian debut on June the 24th, part of the Alien Cosmic Expo. But after the screening of the movie, Dr. Greer will stick around, and this is a rare opportunity. Never done this before. He's going to do a Q&A on the documentary. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, thank you for this. Thank you. It's great speaking with you again. Likewise. Uh, Victor Vigiani, thank you again, my friend. Always a pleasure. Albert, thank you. Young Will Power, Ryan White, thank you all. Back next week with a brand new program. Hope you'll be along for the ride. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home.